Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back uh, to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. Wow, I missed that song. Um, I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant Unity community. And I am so... I'm so thankful and happy and excited to be back with all of you. I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world to help me celebrate the launch of Season 28 of this show with my good friend Peter Tung, who's here as my creative partner for today. We're going to talk about the Ring of Alchemy, the Fall Equinox, um, it's Gene Key number 46, um, plus how we can prepare for the times ahead. We will take live callers, as always, with Peter. He will answer your Gene Key questions or any questions about what we're talking about today. So press star 2 on your phone for that. And I really want to... Um, acknowledge and honor each of you for um, being here with us live today or listening to the replay to help us celebrate my return to the show for season 28. Uh, what, a, what a sweet soul family reunion this is for me. I wasn't sure if I was going to come back and um, it's a joy, an honor, a privilege to be here with all of you after some months away um, following the transition of my beautiful mom who also happened to be my greatest cheerleader. Um, best friend and um, I needed the time to slow down to give myself some space for self-care and really turn inward as I experienced um, those waves of grief that I know many of you are so familiar with and now I feel uh, renewed, resurrected, <laughs> revived, invigorated, excited, delighted to resume my full engagement and presence here and reignite my my intentions for this community. As many of you know, I began this show seven years ago. Uh, prior to that, I published six books. I spent 10 years doing my internationally syndicated radio show based on my books and all of those topics. And every decision since uh, my near-death experience in 1997 has been divinely inspired and guided. And this show and what I have called the Unity Community is designed for the discovery of our divinity. That's the, the bottom line. That's what we're here for. It's designed to uh, allow for the pure expression of empowerment um, as we all come together and inspire one another to cultivate a, a liberating state of intentionality, which is so important um, to cultivate and practice every day. And its purpose is to purify and prepare us for the exploration and the expansion of our consciousness. That's what ascension really is to me. Um, it's an expansion of consciousness. It's a remembrance of our creative potential and capacities. And together, I always feel like when we come together, we have the capacity to focus ourselves into the state of flow that I love living in and I love being in with all of you. And this gathering presents an inspired invitation and opportunity for us to hold a state of harmony with greater and grander consistency um, as we resurrect our soul's radiance, um, as we create and allow for um, a renewed state of freedom and liberation from anything that might have held us back previously or confined us or limited us in, in any way. So the information 
the guidance, the support provided here from me and all of my wonderful co-creative partners like Peter today. Um, it's intended to inspire a pure and elevated uh, sense of perception that allows us to upgrade um, our lives, our health, our wealth, our happiness by expanding our viewpoint as we simultaneously reclaim um, our creative potential um, with our cosmic and stellar and angelic universal galactic wisdom, which we all have. And we step into that and reclaim our gifts and purpose in, um, here when we come together. So just welcome back, Luminous Light Leaders. As always, this is your safe haven. It is a sacred space. It is a soulful sanctuary for divine connection, comfort, oneness, renewal, and restoration. And it is so incredibly wonderful to be back here with all of you. I have missed you. <laughs> um, and I want to remind you, if you haven't subscribed to this show, please do. It's a free platform. You can find everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. We would love to see you in our private Facebook group or on Instagram. And you can access all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and Stitcher. And now I have to ask my favorite question because that's what we're going to start doing every day again. What is the best that could happen? What is the best that could happen with Peter and myself and all of you? Uh, set a clear, empowered personal intention for what you wish to gain or experience. My intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the grandest openings into inspiration, love, peace, harmony, uh, purification, and empowerment for all of us. Um, so just thank you for being here. And now just sit back, relax, breathe, open, and receive. We're so glad that you are here with us today. Um, let me tell you about Peter. You all know him if you're a a member of this community, but if you're new, uh, just know that Peter has been on a spiritual path for much of his life. Early explorations of chemistry and astrology evolved into studies of alchemy and the afterlife. Over the years, he's gained much insight on humanity's uh, innate ability to transform itself, um, as well as the illusory veil that separates us from other dimensions. Peter offers Gene Keys sessions. We're going to talk about the Gene Keys today. Um, he left his career in formal education and turned his attention to walking his true spiritual path while helping others walk theirs. He now counsels individuals and groups with the Gene Key sessions that um, we will be offering here today which is really about finding your purpose and really overcoming obstacles and, you know, really being your best here, uh, to put it simply. So what we're going to talk about today is the fall equinox, um, Gene Key number 46, how we can prepare for the times ahead, the alchemical process, the dream arc, um, and we're just going to flow with it. So I am so honored that Peter is here with me on this special reunion day with all of you. Um, let's get started. Peter, welcome, my friend. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> well, you know, I'm delighted and honored to be your first guest on the new 28th season. Phenomenal. Oh, I did have one exciting. question for you, though. I did have one question for you because this time is all about choices that we are making. And obviously you made a big choice to return to the show, thank goodness. So could you just tell uh, our listeners what the turning point was in your decision to return? <laughs> I remember it. I didn't know that it was going to happen, Peter. And um, I was at the beach. As, as many of you know, I got a condo there, so I'm going back and forth. And I was... 
<clears throat> I finished all of my creative renovations there, which is how I spent the last few months is creating, you know, new spaces. And I finished and I thought, what now? <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> I need to return to my soul family. And what I mentioned to you earlier, Peter, was what I realized in my mom's passing. And, you know, we all have a biological family and I certainly love mine. But what was created with this uni unity community was my family. And I, I missed this soul family tremendously. And I missed what we created together. And, you know, all of you, like Peter, all of you, you speakers are my soul family. I missed all of you, all the listeners. And I thought we need to come back together and help one another stay in the state of flow that you and I were speaking of and um, really help one another prepare for what's to come. Great. Thank you. Well, it's as, as we've laughed on many occasions about the dates that we've chosen months ahead and then something happens to tell us why we chose that date. Well, that just happened to me uh, just a couple of days ago. So we chose this date, and I was hoping that it would be this date for the beginning of the, the new season. Mm -hmm. um, but I was listening to an interview between Pam Gregory, who's a very good English astrologer, and a woman called Magenta Pixie, who channels a group of nine, and they were doing an interview about this next period of time. And amazingly, right off the bat of the, of the interview, Magenta Pixie starts talking about September the 18th. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? <laughs> September the 18th? So I'm actually going to spend a couple of minutes, uh, if it's okay with you, uh, mm -hmm. telling our listeners what she said, because I think it's absolutely wonderful and brilliant, but it's also important for us to know this. And yeah. she said that today, beginning today, September the 18th, was a preparation for what is to come through this eclipse season. So we've got two eclipses in October, the 14th and the 28th. And what she's basically saying is that what is happening right now are what she called these doorways to Gaia opening up. That there are multiple fractal doorways and it connects us to those other realms. We're talking about the dragons, the fairies, the pixies, mm -hmm. the mermaids. It's, it's returning to the mythic element. And what's neat about this for you personally, Carrie, starting this today, is I noted in your profile you have both the 15 and the 11. Mm -hmm. The 15th, Jinky, is all about our connection with Mother Earth and nature. And the 11 is all about our connection to these invisible realms. So this is actually a really important time for you personally as these doorways open for us to have a much clearer connection to those realms which are now returning. It's very much connected to the energies of Lemuria yes. and Lemuria returning into this now moment mm -hmm. where you have this incredible opportunity to connect to the fairy realm which is what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. But then she was also talking about the way in which genius flows and it takes place through the balanced brain. And she was talking about the feminine and masculine hemispheres of the brain where you've got the more masculine linear brain, the logical sequential thinking, and the more feminine intuitive non-linear brain, but that they both need to come into balance between the two of them. And that leads to this, what she called higher brain patterning. And then she said something really interesting, um, and that was 
that when we look into our brain structure, we have these tendrils, and they're like linear lines flowing between different situations in the brain. Mm -hmm. And that is our linear timeline, if you like, in our brain structure. But then she talks about these Tesla coils. And then she asked them what they meant by Tesla coils. And they said, well, we don't have any words to describe what these are, so that's the closest thing. So instead of these tendrils being linear, they're coiled. So they're like a spiral, and these are the nonlinear tendrils in our brain. Okay. And so what's happening, what's happening now is we're having this energy to catalyze this nonlinear and linear energy in our brain structures to give us the opportunity to see the holistic view, the bigger picture, mm -hmm. but also to, to make these connections across these different realms. And, and so what we're looking at here are these really important dates, which I'll just mention, which is today. It begins today. And then we have the uh, equinox, which is going to be uh, right on midnight Pacific time, Friday night, right. Saturday morning. So it's going to be in the early hours um, for most people on the 23rd. And then we go into the super full moon on the 29th of September. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we go into the two eclipses, the 14th of October and the 28th of October. So there are like these waves that are flowing through mm -hmm. these really important dates to really begin this deep activation. And the way I'm seeing this um, because the Schumann resonance, which is the heartbeat of Mother Earth, was also, on Thursday last week, it was up over 100. Mm -hmm. Now, it's normally 7.8 hertz. So that was unprecedented. So again, you may want to look back, listeners, to Thursday and see what was going on. It was very intense. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff happening. So yeah. th this energy is coming in from above and from below. So these great cosmic forces are coming through these soul ejections from the sun, they're coming through us and going right down to the heart of Mother Earth. And then it's helping to transform her energies into a higher frequency. Then they bounce back and we receive yes. them back. Right? Mm -hmm. So we are being compressed from above and from below into our diamond cells, into our crystalline nature. So I personally think this next uh, month of September and October is going to be really right till right through to Halloween, the thirty mm first -hmm. of October, uh, and that energy is just going to be really massive for us to work with in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. I agree, and I have been spending so much time outside. You know, the last few months um, at the beach. You know, um, here at home amongst the trees. But I've been running around barefoot. Peter like never before sundresses and flip-flops they <laughs> kicked off and yeah. um, and it's just been a real connection with Gaia with um, the elementals the fairies the birds the everything that you mentioned um, such a deep connection and in a new way in a different way and um, it's so fascinating like you said that today is that this sparks this this new energy, these waves of energy, and how perfect that <laughs> divinely perfect that we pick today, because uh, it's really divinely perfect. And um, so, Peter, what else? You know, I always um, 
I don't want to assume that everyone knows you and your work or that anyone that everyone knows about the gene keys because there are always new people here. So before we go further into talking about um, the Equinox and the Gene Keys, uh, give everyone listening, whether they're familiar with the Gene Keys or not, a little synopsis of your, this is your work, your passion <laughs> that you are so devoted to. I know a question for you, Peter. What is it about the Gene Keys that you feel is so um, significant that you've devoted, you know, your life's work um, to this? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. And I am absolutely devoted to it. And it's because uh, I did a lot of spiritual counseling uh, before the Gene Keys came along. So I, I was a f former school principal, so I'd learned a lot of counseling skills in the, in the traditional world. Then I was doing spiritual counseling. And then when the Gene Keys came along, um, the, the way in which Richard Rudd put it together, which was he is the uh, discoverer of it, and he is a genius, there's no, there's no doubt. But what it created was this ability to dig deeper into people's stuff, stuff they didn't even know existed within them, through this coded message that resides within their DNA. So when you look at the profile for a person, it gives you really clear indications of what they need to look at to set themselves free from the challenges that they have in their lives. And it just blows me away on every single day that I do this career how accurate it is in terms of what happened in people's lives. Now, I'm not a psychic, so it's not about telling people exactly what happened, but I can see something happened that had a major impact on them in their lives. And a really good example is in the age 8 to 14, whatever the gene key and the line number that people have there, um, typically what happens there is the child, the you as a child, not you personally, but the person as a child, is totally happy in their lives, they've got their friends, they're going to school, they understand it all, and then suddenly the family moves to a new place, a new town, mm -hmm. or go to live in the country, or go from the country to the town. They don't know anybody, mm -hmm. and it has a huge impact on their emotional body development at that time. So that's an example of what, what would be shown through uh, their, their profile. So right. there, are, there are 11 spheres, and those 11 spheres are related to certain positions of planets when you were born and it leads us into this understanding of your genetic code. What's really important to understand is although this is a piece of paper with a series of numbers on it, this is actually identifying your genetic makeup. So there's a, an activation sequence which is how you operate out in the world of work and how you live your life in the external. There's a couple of gene keys related to your inner world, your unconscious, and that's where stuff resides that you don't even know exists that we pull out. Then we look into your connection to your primary people in your life, your partner, your children, your parents, uh, your co-workers who are close to you. And we look into how that plays out in your life, your personal field of people in your life. Then we go back through the childhood, all the way back to the moment of your birth, through the three phases of your life as you go from becoming a physical being, moving emotionally and mentally into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And then we go back into what's called the core wound. And this is the moment of your conception when you were conceived by your parents and they imprinted into your DNA the ancient wound of your ancestral lineage. So then we have to dive, take a deep dive into what 
ancestral wound you're carrying. It's not your wound, but you're wearing it on behalf of your family lineage and what we can do to, to clear that. And that's called the Venus sequence, which is the deepest, uh, most profound element of the whole journey. And then you come out into the Pearl sequence, which is how you do your work out in the world, whether it be your actual day job or whether it's the way you live your life so people see you as you are in the world. Mm-hmm. And those three different sequences put the whole package together. So to answer your question, Carrie, the reason I do it is it gives people tremendous depth of understanding of what they've already done. So there's a lot of confirmation and validation about people's journey on the path. It shows them what they may still have to work on, what's still hidden. But for me, the most important thing of all is it's totally safe. And to me, having a completely safe container Mm-hmm. to do this work within is is what's vitally important. Throughout my career working as a school principal and working in spiritual counseling and doing my own meditative work, it's all about creating the safest possible environment for people yeah. to thrive. And the Gene Keys provides this wonderful container for that. Well, and you do. <laughs> you do, too. I mean, you bring, you know, your energy to create a very safe space you're very encouraging empowering inspiring and allow people the space to really open up and um and that's such a gift so it's not just the work itself it's what you bring to it i hope you know that well well, thank you i think i do yeah but thank you yeah well remember the first i mean the first time i had my first session with you and it was so um it was amazing. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Um, but, you know, I've had many since then. And, you know, I was so grateful to you, Peter, for reaching out to me, you know, right after I decided to stop the show after mom's passing. And you were, you're always so kind and so generous. And you are so genuinely um, um, inspired to help people and support them it is so genuine you know it doesn't feel like an obligation in the least it's just something that you truly love to do and it's why you've come back I mean haven't you been on I think every season <laughs> so, <laughs> you are a staple here but um so now that we have that, you know, foundation for people who may be new, um, let's move into, you know, a little bit more about the fall equinox coming up, um, the Gene Key Associated, um, and whatever you want to share about that. Okay. So let me actually talk about the Ring of Alchemy first, because that will lead into the equinox. So the Gene Keys uh, all belong to what's called a codon ring, and the codon ring are Gene keys that have a similarity of function. There's a a, a compatibility, if you like, with them. And the ring of alchemy uh, includes four different gene keys, and they start right at the beginning of September, and they go back to back. So they last for about five or six days each, and they build up to the final one. So right now, today, we are in the sixth gene key, which is the last gene key of this group of four. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do a little brief description of each one um, because this is about alchemical transformation. And so, again, many of your listeners may have had a lot of stuff coming up in the last three weeks because it's all been coming up to be mm-hmm. cleared. Yeah. And again, 
people don't understand that, they can get really upset, annoyed, worried, fearful, because what is happening is we are having all of the stuff that's been not uncovered yet revealed. And all we've got to do is let it go in total acceptance and forgiveness. Okay. So the first gene key involved is the 40th gene key, and the 40th gene key is the shadow of exhaustion. So this is when we are pushing the river in the wrong direction, and we are trying to make something happen which isn't aligned to our divine will. And it leads to exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And quite a few of the people I'm having sessions with, Carrie, have come to the end of their tether with their old job, and they can no longer do it because it's exactly that. It's exhausting. It's burning mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. So now the 40th gene key is saying the transformation that we need to go under is stepping into divine relaxation. And it was really neat to hear you say yes. that you felt you needed that gap, that space between. Uh, because we've been so uh, trained to be doers that we think we feel guilty or there's something wrong if we stop doing. And actually, it's the most important thing for us all to do, to step back, to reconsider what we're doing, to reevaluate mm -hmm. our lives, and then to decide, what am I really passionate about? What do I really care about in this life? Yes. And so that's the divine will. That is aligning your own personal will with the will of creator for you in this lifetime. And then you do it in this very relaxed way by allowing everything to flow with ease and grace, your words, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you follow the, and you follow the synchronicity. You follow what shows up, these wonderful yeah. little coincidences that are just crazy and wonderful. It's, I told you this morning when I was writing, because I write every morning, uh, that it was so important to move into this new season, 28, and with more, and it was that exact word, um, with a state of complete relaxation, you know, just in the flow. And I told you my little saying, <laughs> that yeah, I, easy breezy in the flow, easy breezy glow, glow, glow has been my mantra for many months now. And, and that is so important, moving into what we're passionate about with a complete state of relaxation, nothing forced, just easy breezy and, I think that because then we really do, it's so easy to see the synchronicities and follow them because we're in a state of relaxation instead of tension. You can't possibly notice these divine signs and symbols um, in that other state. And I want to share with them, Peter, that what I told you, um, I, I rearranged my office so it would feel like a new space and painted cabinets and all that but right outside my window I planted some new trees and I I had a waterfall or water feature installed so I can every time I'm with you guys I'm watching this waterfall and it reminds me to just stay in this state of relaxation and flow <laughs> and, um, and so everything you're talking about is is what we want to do together and absolutely yeah and it's amazing how difficult people find it is to just relax because it's, it's not just about resting it's also relaxing that monkey mind that just keeps going and going mm -hmm. and so it, it requires us to really really let go of whatever's happening in the world whether it be in our own world or the world at large and just step into this place of gentle calm relaxedness yes so yeah. now the uh, sorry go on 
Well, you had mentioned forgiveness, and a few people wrote in about that. Um, uh, like Macaulay has said, yes, forgiveness is often saying, I forgive myself, I forgive, we forgive each other. You know, something you said in the uh, meditation, Peter, that I listened to that's in the special offer, um, was that forgiveness and the way that you phrased it, you said, is forgiving ourselves freedom. <laughs> and I thought that was such a beautiful way of stating it. Forgiving is forgiving ourselves freedom and liberation. And so that's true. right. Because no one else cares about what you're worrying about. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's a self-damning situation that we need to let go of. And uh, that is critical. The self-acceptance, total acceptance, self-forgiveness, and forgiveness of all. Because it's all been a setup for our success. That's one of the great cosmic jokes. Whatever's happened in your life was a setup for you to be totally successful on your journey, so long as you don't get sucked down into victimhood that you see, well, okay, what was the lesson in this for me? What was I supposed to learn? Right, or you know, blame. Had, mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you know, I've had sessions with some incredibly challenged people who have returned from their challenges and are now thriving and, and living in this state of bliss, having transcended and transformed from absolutely desperate circumstances. Mm-hmm. So anyone can do it. Uh, some of it's subtle, some of it's huge, but we can all let go of it and, and step into this new earth energy because it's coming and it's coming soon. So it's, it's here. Really, thought, it's I, already I started. Feel yes, it. you're right. It's already here. Yeah, exactly. So now let's move into the next gene key, which is the 64th, which is the last key. And this is the shadow of confusion. And that confusion resides when you look back through your life as a result of what happened. Was I expected to toe the party line and did I? Was I the rebel? Did I act out? Or did I play the role of the creative rebel, where I navigated my way through life according to my own principles and not according to what I was being told to do and be? Because the gift is imagination. And so this is about how can we imagine into the future our true selves to be fully engaged in this new earth? How can this new earth Manifest. What can we do in our own richness, our own creative imagination to set the tone for this new earth which is upon us? Because we are co-creating this together. There's no one else doing this for us. We are doing it together as a team. And that's one of the reasons I'm so happy you've come back, Carrie, is because this collective consciousness is the way in which this is going to build and build and build. Mm-hmm. So that's the 64th Gene Key, and the, and the city is illumination. So I really want to encourage uh, our listeners to really imagine this beautiful beam of light in whatever way you see yourself coming down and in through your crown chakra, coming down and through every single cell in your body, anchoring it into the earth where you stand, allowing it to flow down to the center of the earth, and then rebound back up into your heart space so that you can raise your frequency and vibration to the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's the illumination that is upon us. Yes. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes. Then the 47th gene key is the next one. And this is probably the deepest, darkest gene key that we need to deal with, which is all about ancestral anguish. So when you look at your core wound in your profile, this is your ancestral wounding. And the 47th gene key is the way in which we transmute our way out. 
And that was the, uh, the thrust of the meditation that I have set up for this package this time, Carrie, mm-hmm. is to work with the violet flames of transmutation to transmute out all of the lower frequency energies that we have inherited from our family lineage. It's important to realize this is not our wound, but we, for some crazy reason, agreed to wear it and then to transmute it into the highest possible outcome for our family lineage. And the beautiful thing is that we can assist in the transmutation of loved ones who've already passed on, who are still carrying that wound, and we can set them free. It's just a beautiful opportunity. It is, and... Uh, for those of you who have not um, utilized the gifts of these flames um, of transmutation, I encourage you to do so. I've been using them for years on a daily basis, Peter. Um, the violet flame, the magenta fire, the white flame of purity. Um, there's the citrine flame of balance. There's all these flames that I call in every morning um, you know, to transmute any lower frequencies from within me and around me and in my spaces and homes and all of this. But doing that every day for um, a long time um, has really made a tremendous impact on the quality of my life and and experiences. And so for those of you um, who haven't tried that, try it. Peter, I mean, how would you invoke, um, I mean, how do you do it yourself? You just invoke the violet flame. Um, are, are there, is there a specific um, wording that you use to call this in? No, I, I internalize it. So I would okay. focus on behind my navel. Okay. Uh, so I'd go down inside my body behind the navel, and then I would just imagine, mm-hmm. uh, imagination of the 64th jinky, but reality that these violet flames are now, uh, emanating out from behind my navel, which is the, the, the still mm-hmm. point in the body, and now moving into every single cell in the body yes. to transmute out whatever needs to be cleared. And so it just, it's just that it's that full embodiment of the violet flames. It's yes. both all the way through every bone, every structure, the auric yes. field, right mm-hmm. out to the outer Every edge. layer, yep. Every layer, yeah. Every cell, then, every layer, every, you know, and and um yeah and and visualizing it and feeling it and imagining it and you you've called it it's this cooling flame um That's right. and i loved that yeah. uh and again you've used the right word it's that feeling it inside you it's yes. that connection on all levels of your being the physical mental emotional spiritual and then it leads into this wonderful city of transfiguration and transfiguration mm-hmm. is when we put on our light body this is the pillar of light that descends upon us when we have cleared all of that out so again what i imagine now is this beautiful pillar of white light descending down from on high but flecked with the alchemical gold because we're going through this alchemical process yes and so what you've been describing these are the four gene keys that make up this ring of alchemy and Okay, and um... so the so the last one is the one that's currently happening, the sixth gene key, and the sixth gene key is all about our primary relationships and healing the wounds of our primary relationships. And I'll explain how that works um, because we've all experienced this in different relationships that we've had in life. 
the programming partner of the six is the 36. Now, programming partners play off each other uh, in a shadow uh, energy in the, in the shadow of the two gene keys, and then they work together for you in the gift and the city. So the 36 gene key is the person that will have some level of nervous anxiety, worry. And they'll express that to the sixth gene key person, and the sixth gene key person in the shadow will, re will react defensively and even possibly aggressively back towards the worrying person. And so then we go down that worrying person gets even more worried and nervous. So now we go down the rabbit hole of conflict between typically the sexes. Now, it's not necessarily a man and a woman, but one will play the female role and one will play the male role. And that ends up when all of our uh, issues in our relationships revolve around those two energies. And sometimes it's actually within ourselves. So you may, may be having some anxiety and worry, and then another aspect of you gets annoyed with you for having that anxiety and worry. So okay. it can be an internal or an external situation. Right. So, the alchem so the alchemical process in this is to take a step back from those relationships and become the diplomat and to play off the other person to balance whatever needs to be balanced. Mm -hmm. So that when we step into this final CD, and again, you've already used the word today, which is just great, and that is peace. Mm -hmm. So the final step in the ring of alchemy is to step into this place of peace. And it is where Richard gets a little bit out there at the end of the sixth gene key because he does talk about ultimately we becoming this, uh, this, this structure of light, homo luminous rather than homo sapiens, mm -hmm. where we now fully embody our light body and we start glowing from the inside. Yes, out, yes. Which <laughs> we are already doing. We're already right. doing it, but we don't see it on the external yet. Yeah, I've been writing about that, about the skin just glowing. Um, That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Richard talked about translucent skin in the 16th yeah. <laughs> Yes, and I've been inspired to use this coconut oil on my skin, which makes yeah. it even more like luminous. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, when you were talking about peace, you know, I, 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 I feel like this community – uh, my intention as we move into the season for it to be a portal of peace, you know, this, this, um, a portal of peace. And when you use the word transfiguration, what does that word mean to you? Well, the transfiguration is the highest expression that we can achieve in this physical form. Mm. So it is when we bring in a higher self physically downloaded mm. into embodiment. And the most important thing for people to realize is, if you don't feel safe in your body, then your higher self definitely won't. So exactly. one of the most important things here is for grounding in and feeling safe in the physical body. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is, is the key that's often missing with spiritually inclined people because there's too much focus on the woo-woo and going up and out, whereas really we want to bring it down and in. Absolutely. Um, Peter, did you want to talk about the... The dream arc um, before we take well, callers. I just want to drop into the fall equinox because we didn't get to that. Oh, yes. So, so <laughs> now then, so now then, the ring of alchemy completes this week. Yes. And then we step into the fall equinox, and the forty-six gene key 
is all about, which is the gene key of the fall equinox, which is all about do I feel safe in my body. So what we need to do is go back to the first seven years of life from the moment we were born to the age of seven to see what happened during that time to either feel completely safe being in this physical body or not. Mm-hmm. And if not, what it was that happened that made you not feel safe. Well, just think about this, uh, Carrie, that all these beautiful people on this call today or listening replay, we were all in the spiritual realm, having a wonderful time, and then we got given this opportunity to incarnate. And we thought, oh, yeah, I can take that on. I can go and, and sort that out. So then we come down from spirit into our mother's womb, and now we are developing this physical vehicle. Then we get completely crushed and compressed when we come out to be born. And then we think, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Where am I? What did I do? Where am I? What did I do? I made a mistake. I shouldn't be here, right? And some people do check out very early because they just think, I can't do this. But, but obviously, we've all stayed. So we, we made our way through that. But we also want to make sure there's nothing residual preventing us from being fully grounded and integrated. Because those first seven years is when we come into full incarnation. And some people are suffering today from illnesses that are a result of not fully grounding. And it's often to do with the feet, to do with the kidneys, to do with the digestive system. So many of these so-called autistic children just haven't fully incarnated into their bodies. They're living in this other world, uh, but they can't communicate in this world because they're not really part of it. So this is all part of the journey for us to be fully present in our bodies. So the fall equinox, why why this is really important, and, and this is happening, as I say, late on Friday night or early Saturday morning. So before going to bed on Friday night, what I suggest we do is to recognize that there are four occasions in the year, the two equinoxes and the two solstices, when all the ley line grids on the planet, the, the vortexes, the sacred sites, they all come into resonant frequency. They start vibrating in exactly the same frequency all over the planet. So what we want to do during that time, and that's why these waves of light are coming in on these occasions, is to drop into that frequency just set the intention that you're coming into resonance with mother earth on that occasion on the equinox on the equinox is when the sun crosses the equator so the light and the dark are in equal balance and we move into libra which is all about harmony and balance so we're just becoming into this balance in our brain structures that linear non-linear brain structures coming into balance and harmony coming into balance and harmony with Mother Earth, coming into balance and harmony with ourselves and with our friendships and relationships. So everything comes into this beautiful dance of harmony and balance on that time. And it lasts for more than 24 hours. There's a wonderful dowser in England. His name is Rory Duff. And he's actually measured these four occasions. And what he's found is the frequency is going up and the length of time that they're in re- resonance is lasting longer. So this is a wonderful opportunity for us to really tune in on this equinox energy. And then the 46th gift is delight, and the city is ecstasy. So if you have any sudden feelings of uh, love-centered bliss flowing through you, you've hit the, you've hit the spot. 
<laughs> and that's what we're doing. You can't hit that spot unless you feel fully present in your body. Yeah. Um, thank you for all of that, Peter. Um, I do want to remind everyone, I know so many of you have written in. Um, we'll take some callers and I'll take questions from the webcast. And thank you all for all of your messages. It is beautiful to be back here with all of you. Thank you for all of the just loving messages. And I'm so happy that you're all happy to be here with Peter and myself. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's a love fest in the, uh, the, the Q&A That's with wonderful. all the beautiful messages. So thank you all. And Peter, um, Let's go ahead and let people know about your special offers to have a Gene Key session with you. Uh, many of you probably have worked with Peter, but like I mentioned before, um, <laughs> I've had many sessions with Peter, and each one is equally um, expansive. And if you go to straighttalkforthesoul.com, click on our Marketplace link, um, Peter's the first one there because he's the first speaker of our season. Click on, <laughs> click on his smiling face and you will see this offer. I love this image, Peter. I chose all the images, which I always do for each season, but um, – this image looks like what I see when I'm watching the sunrises and the sunsets, um, you know, when I'm at my sanctuary on the island. And this picture, it's right behind your face. That's why I'm, um, it's perfect. You look great. Um, oh, but, thank you. <laughs> so this is a one-on-one -on -one session with you, a Gene Key uh, spiritual counseling session and you will understand your hologenetic profile, um, get started on the golden path. Um, there's also in here, you have a bonus video that explains everything. So if you haven't um, had a session before, you'll get to know what this is all about. So you don't spend 20 minutes asking Peter what it's all about uh, during your session. Um, and then there's the bonus meditation, the ring of alchemy, which I listened to this morning, which was beautiful. And Peter, um, what would you like to say about the sessions that you're offering? Yeah, so we work with the personal uh, person's personal profile, so this is very specific to them. And in the one hour, we will actually go through the whole profile, and I ask the person right at the very beginning what their intentions are, uh, any health issues, any work issues, any relationship issues, and then we take a deep dive into their profile, and because I do this every day of my life, and because I am totally tuned into the Gene Keys, then I can start seeing these interconnected pieces. So it's not just a linear read of the profile, it's seeing how it all interconnects. And it's an energetic transmission. So not only does the person get a deeper understanding of who they are and why they are and what's happened in their lives, but it also will trigger new events to take place. So there is a consciousness upgrade, if you like, during the session. And I've just been having some wonderful sessions, Carrie, with very gifted spiritual people already. Uh, people that come for my sessions typically are already well on their path. So it's just a delightful experience to have together uh, in, that, in that one hour. And that one hour, I do cover the whole golden path. So it gives you several months of opportunity to work through whatever we've discussed about. And more and more people are coming for second sessions. I'm having people coming for relationship sessions where both partners come together, looking at the two profiles together. Mm -hmm. I've even had prof I've even had sessions for babies, Carrie, where the parents are so keen 
to do the right thing for their children, that they actually want to find out what the potential challenges are and what the potential gifts and cities are for their child. It's just beautiful. I go all the way from uh, one week old up to 90. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Cover it all. You know, you mentioned um, autistic children earlier, and I know that, you know, you work with parents of not only autistic children, but but these these, – these beautiful beings that came in, you know, <laughs> you've worked with a lot of them. And I think I told you, Peter, that my daughter has been working now with the autistic kids um, for the yes. last year or so and just loves it. But um, so if someone is, who's listening may have you know, one of these special children that is very unique, um, would you encourage um, – the, the the child to be in a session too or just the parent? So I've I've actually had both. So I, okay. I leave it up to the I leave it up to the family to decide. Yeah. If the child is old enough, then definitely encourage them to be involved. I've had mm-hmm. sessions where the mom and the child will start off together, then the mom will disappear. It also depends on the level of the autism or whatever the challenges are that they face. So, again, we can manage it on whatever level people feel most comfortable with. Okay, okay. Sometimes sometimes the child asks the mother to leave the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have something um, to say. <laughs> right, have the freedom yeah. to just speak openly. And that's um, important. Yeah. Well, Peter, I would love to take um, some callers. It's press star. Can I, can I just can I just yes. put a little uh, thing about the dream arc in first because it's oh yeah, totally, of course, yes, it's totally relevant to what we've been talking about. The dream arc is the latest transmission in the Gene Keys, where Richard Rudd and uh, Rosie Aronson, who's a wonderful intuitive woman, have come up with this whole new system which doesn't rely upon any of the structure of the Gene Keys itself because it's all about the dream arc, which is that every gene key has associated with it three creatures, a creepy crawly for the shadows, a a fish or a reptile or snake or or spider. Uh, All the gifts are mammals and all the cities are birds. And it's a very intuitive dreaming uh, situation where you start connecting with the creatures. And I uh, have been doing the dream arc, but I haven't been doing it like I would normally operate through the actual structured process, which there is one. And they're just about to start a new online retreat, actually, a three-month retreat with this dream arc process. Mm-hmm. But I've just been paying attention to what shows up in these creatures. And I know you're having all sorts of experiences with the birds <laughs> and the creatures around you. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we start looking into these things that are showing up. And within the dream arc, there's an animal codex. I mean, it's a huge piece of work that Rosie and Richard have done. So every one of those creatures, that's 192 creatures, three times 64, has a message for us. So when you start having experiences with these creatures, then you can look up the animal codex and see what Richard has brought forward for that particular animal. So one of my big surprises um, has been the sparrow. Okay. And I keep having these little clusters of sparrows land next to me when I'm sitting outside or land in a bush next to me. So I, looked the, <laughs> so, I, so I looked up the sparrow, and it's the 37th gene key, which is the programming partner of the 40th we talked about earlier. And it's all about family and community and doing community differently in the future compared to the traditional past. 
So they're showing me that we are all part of this community, this family working together for this new earth. And I'll just tell you a very quick story because it, uh, it blows me away. My daughter is currently living in Mazatlan in Mexico, and she was on her own for a few weeks in the summer when the family came back to, to, to Canada. Mm-hmm. And she started having this experience with a condor. And she sent me this photograph of this condor literally standing at her front door looking like it wanted to come in for a cup of tea. It's just <laughs> amazing. Well, there, wow. is a wonderful, there is a wonderful legend about the eagle and the condor flying together. And, of course, in North America here, we have loads of eagles, and um, they have the condor down there. So, again, it's this balancing of the eagle and the condor. When they fly together, they'll have peace on earth is the legend. So, again, yeah. it just feels this beautiful mm-hmm. connection through the dream arc. So people don't have to do the dream up. They can if they want to. It's on Richard's website. But what's really critical, as we've just talked about this connection to the other realms, that now, once we know this, these animals and these creatures are showing up to show us something that we need to see and understand. So it's a beautiful thing just to do as a game, as a play, as an adventure, or you can actually look at it at a deeper level and start looking up what these uh, creatures mean in the in the dream arc. Interesting. Do you remember what the white herons who were f- always with me? Um, yes. Oh, well, there's this one now when I go to the beach who's there. And it just, it just I go out on a walk and there it is. and Or he'll fly by the window. And I think you had told me a while back what the meaning was of the heron, but I don't remember the white heron. But um it's back, and <laughs> they're so beautiful. Their wings are just, I mean, it's just a, it's a beautiful creature. But um, thank you well, for the, mentioning all of that. Well, the animal toad, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head what uh, the heron is in the dream arc. I'm sure it will be in there. But what it use, usually means with animal totem medicine is it's the quiet, it's what you did. It's that quiet reflection. It's going within. And just being still, yeah. and then once you make your decision, it acts very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the energy of the heron, right? So you just, you're just being in that still point, and then until it's time to act, and then you go for it. Yes, that's exact, and that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah. In, in a matter of hours, I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And I walked out for the walk. The heron was there. I saw a white feather. Um, I started making calls to my team and everything got put into place and in a matter of days after that. So um, someone was asking here. Go ahead, Peter. But you have to do the pause. But you have to do the pause first. That's the key. Oh, a month. You have to go into the pause first (laughs) and then you enter into action. Um, I was mentioning to you that butterflies here this morning out the window and Jules from Scotland said, can you ask Peter what the significance of the butterflies that keep landing on my body? What does that mean? Well, this is fantastic news. This is metamorphosis. This is the transformation that we were talking about going through this transmutation into transfiguration. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. It is the expression of our highest self in form. So the butterfly is this process of going through the clearing out of the shadows to transmute them into your most glorious self. Yeah, good news, Jules. <laughs> good news. Um, so Linda. Also the fact, oh, the fact oh they're landing, 
the fact that they're landing on her physical body yes. means, means that she's in total resonance with them. So she's in that nature frequency, right. which is mm-hmm. perfect. Celebrating that, Jules. Um, I am so happy to see all of your your names and feel all of your energy in here, by the way. Um, Linda with a Y from Canada. Hi. She says, hi, beautiful Carrie and Peter. I've missed you so much, dear Carrie. Thank you so much for coming back for season 28. My heart is so full. Over three years ago, I listened in when you had Peter on one of your shows, and I leaped into a session with him. I've never looked back. Um, much love to you both. Uh, thank you, Linda. Um, she was the top person here. Oh, okay. Um, Sherry, hi. Yes, we're glowing with the flow. Yes, ma'am, we are. Um, okay, Maya. Hi, Maya from New York said, how delightful to be with you again, divine souls. Could Peter help me understand my life's work sphere? Um, 59, I think that's a 59, 59.3 transparency, intimacy, dishonesty. That's my. Yes, I'm delighted to talk about that, 59.3. Because this is, and it's it's amazing how, you know, people come through with all the right questions so we can help everybody involved. Because Mm -hmm. the 59th gene key is the shadow of dishonesty. So in the life's work, it means you have been exposed in your life to dishonest people, people with hidden agendas that you didn't necessarily know what was going on behind the scenes, but there was some underlying tension. And the third line is the emotional center in the body. And it means, Maya, that you came into this lifetime with an express desire to understand what it's like to be a human being, but unfortunately on all levels. So the very, very high to the very, very low. So the whole purpose of your life is to transmute out any dishonesty in your life including making sure that you are not being in any way dishonest with yourself. And that then leads into this wonderful transparency and openness and and true intimacy in your life. So that intimacy can be with ourselves or it can be with a partner. But from now on, you need to demand open, honest, transparent relationship and interaction with other people. Mm-hmm. And the 59 is the programming partner of the 55, and the 55 is the age of Aquarius. So it means that when we transmute the dishonesty as of the planet, which is what we are doing, we can step into this freedom of the 55th GT age of Aquarius. And although it still appears in the outer world, there's still a lot of dishonesty and stuff going on, mm-hmm. it's because it's all being brought to the surface to be seen for what it is. The global elite who are trying to run the world, their only real gift or strength for them is secrecy. And there is no secrecy left. It's all come out into the open. So whatever they try and do, we can just see it for exactly what it is. There is no hiding place. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's not going to win out. It can't win out because we are seeing it all very clearly. Yeah. Maya, thank you for that question and for being here. Melissa, oh my God, I'm elated hearing your voice again, literally crying. So much love to you, sweet one. Thank you, Melissa, for being here. Um, so glad to be back with you. Um, Amy from California said, hi, beautiful souls. So happy you're back. How interesting when the story Peter told earlier about the child moving her parents to a different city. That was exactly my story. 
my heart totally broke because I felt alone, and this became my core wound. Um, in my SQ, I have 42.3. Is this connected to the events in my life? Thank you and blessings, Amy. Okay, Amy, it's all interconnected, so the answer is definitely yes. Um, and the line three in your early childhood uh, is your desire at that time, this is zero to seven in your SQ, your desire at that time was just to play and have fun. And what I've discovered with a lot of line three people is that they didn't have that opportunity. They had too much responsibility at a young age. They didn't have that playful, fun, creative opportunity. So if you did or you didn't, it's important for you to play now, Amy. Have fun in your life today. And the 42nd gene key is the gene key of expectation, which suggests then that from a very early age, there were certain expectations placed upon you to become something that wasn't you. So what's really important now is to recognize that you are a sovereign being and that you are here to be your true self. So you detach from all of the drama around expectation and you set yourself free and notice that the 42nd city uh, is celebration. So your life is going to be a celebration so long as you can let go of what took place back in those days. Now, you didn't say at what age you moved um, because that will also be a clue in terms of what that uh, clearing could be. If it was under the age of seven, then it is the 42nd. If it was slightly later than that, it would be your EQ. Got it. Wow. Thank you for writing in, and thank you, Peter, for that. Um, Jen. Um, Jen said, welcome back, Carrie. We missed you, and we've been waiting with respect for you to come back. Thank you, Jen. How amazing to start with Peter. I agree. I did that consciously. <laughs> <laughs> my question is about my EQ sphere, 47.2. It's about oppression. Um, also, how the line two courtesy aggression works out. Oh, that's another great question. Thank you, Jen, for that question. Okay, so the 47th jinky is the shadow of oppression. This is, I mentioned, it is one of, one of the deepest, darkest elements in the alchemical transformation, and it's about ancestral anguish. So what you need to do, Jen, is look at your core wound to see in your vocation sphere what that is, because that is the ancestral wound that you're carrying. But then coming back to your EQ, this was you age 8 to 14, and there would have been something happening in your life where you were being held back. You were being oppressed. And the line to uh, courtesy aggression uh, connects into this wonderful creature that resides within every woman, which is called Lilith. And Lilith is the wild woman that resides in every woman. And if she is oppressed, she does one of two things. She either goes into her shell and disappears below the surface and you appear on the outside to be this lovely uh, young woman who is towing the party line and doing as she's told while this seething Lilith is occurring inside you or you are acting out as a rebel and Lilith is out in your world. And so you become that very aggressive, uh, difficult child to deal with. If you were the first and you suppressed it, then she will often come out in a rage or an anger 
when you feel life is being unfair to you, when you aren't being recognized for who you are. So this is a 47.2. This is a really deep gene key for you to deal with and to work with. And so, again, you know, if we were having a session, we'd obviously dive deeper into understanding that. So now you need to make sure that you have befriended your Lilith and you brought her out to be true to your creative self. Carrie, this is, she is the energy of why the patriarchy have suppressed the feminine. Because she is the most powerful being in existence. And she terrifies that male energy. So they try to press her, push her down, lock her away. And they can't do that anymore. She's coming out. She's emerging uh, full on. But she's coming out in a really good way, in a balanced way, so that she can be part of this new earth energy and connecting with the sacred masculine who is beginning to show up. They are very slow to awaken, but they are doing so. So the new masculine is beginning to appear on the planet, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> thank goodness. And Jen, I hope that you heard that. Thank you so much for being with us. Um Pam from Toronto um, said, hi, Carrie, welcome back. So sorry for your loss. Thank you, Pam. Uh, nice to hear that Peter is on today. Um, my life is 17.6, Pearl 23.3, SQ 30.1. Um, my ex passed away recently, and we never had closure. Um, I feel very sad and full of regret for not reaching out to him. Um, also saying welcome back and lots of love and light to you and Peter. That's Pam. Um, what can you share with Pam, Peter? It's never too late, Pam. Uh, mm -hmm. If you didn't feel you had closure in physical form, you can do it in spiritual form. So you can just go into a very quiet, meditative space, dropping into your heart, and whatever didn't get closed in the relationship, you can bring that to closure now. And he will connect with you. You'll feel the presence and he may bring you a sign or a symbol to let you know he's heard the message. But most importantly, it's whatever was left unsaid or undone that you now do in spirit form. And it's never too late. So you can just connect into that. Now, the 17.6, because uh, I can't talk about all three, but the 17.6 is your life's work, which is uh, this energy of having this bigger vision and actually having the ability to see to the future. So one of the challenges with the 17th Jinky, and I'm glad this has come up, is people discount their intuitive knowing of what is to come in the future. And I can tell you that people who have this 17th Jinky reported in three different ways. Lucid dreaming, uh, having gut instinct knowing, and having the ability to see how patterns are inevitably going to play out. So if you do dream, if you remember your dreams, you can invite that partner into your dream to have this closure, to bring it to closure through the dream time. You can definitely do that. But this 17th gene key is a wonderful gene key because the sixth line is about being the visionary. So you're being called now to heal those wounds of completion and then focus your attention on your future vision for what you want for yourself in the world and for the world itself. And trust that vision. Trust the pattern that you're going to lay out in front of you to create this new earth coming in. Mm -hmm. 
Pam, my dear, um, I hope that you heard that and so much love right back to you. And, and, final, um, and final, final point for Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam, don't overcomplicate things. That's the 23rd shadow in your pearl. So make sure you keep things really straightforward and simple. Yes. Um, Jen just wrote back in and said, wow, thank you both so much. That was so true and powerful that I moved to tears. Infinite blessings and gratitude. Uh, thank you, Jen, for writing back in. Um, and Maya just wrote back in and said, thank you, Peter. You rock as always. Everything's spot on. 100%. Bless you both. Thank you, Maya. Um, Sarah from Berkeley, I see your message here, but I also see that you've called in. So I'm going to move over to the live callers, and I'm going to take your live call, Sarah. So, um, Sarah, I'm going to open up your line from Berkeley. Hello. Uh, hi, Sarah. How are you? I am hi, so Sarah. happy to hear your voice and be back with you and all of you. How are yeah. you? <laughs> Thank you. It had a reemergence like a like a butterfly. It's Jewish. I holiday. read that. Jewish high holidays, and um, I just had with COVID, and then with being in my house for six months, it was it really felt like a reemergence, and I just decided to dress beautifully and. And had such a warm response, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. Mm. So, blessings to you. And um, I'm trying to figure out what, you know, six big accidents is supposed to have taught me. (laughs) And the last time it happened, it was like, no, this wasn't supposed to happen again. So, I'm sorting it out. I'm making a big turn in my life. Not exactly sure where. And I would love some insight. And Carrie, I just I want to bless you on um, your mother's passing. I I I assume that you're in close touch with her. Some of the best times I've ever had with my mother have been since she passed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, I am. I am. Thank you for that. Um, I so noticed Sarah, and Sarah, what you. Sarah, yeah, okay. Sarah have, Sarah, have they been physical accidents? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so what this suggests to me, I, I don't have your profile obviously in front of me, but what it suggests to me is you've probably got several six lines in your profile, and it means that you're not fully grounded in your body, and that leads to these physical accidents. So the most important thing for you to now do is before you do anything in the world, is make sure that you are physically grounded in your body and you're not getting scattered and going up and out of body and getting disengaged or running around like a headless chicken. So it's slowing down and getting deep in your body, getting right down into your womb space and feeling deep into your body before you do anything in the physical world. Well, I do ground every morning. I walk barefoot. I'm wearing grounding shoes right now. I do my meditations. um, And I I do a lot of grounding before I get up in the morning. I will tell you that my pearl is 21.5 and my SQ is 35.6. And um, I wrote in with the other numbers. uh, Life purpose, I think, was 44. Okay, so the 35.6 is one of those key gene keys then of being fully grounded. Now, when I say fully grounded, I don't mean in Mother Earth. I mean inside your body. So when you go down in your meditation... Spend some time in your root chakra inside the body before you go down to the earth because that's where you need to really ground yourself. There's, again, a big misunderstanding 
as a spiritual bypass, that people bypass the most important point, which is that base of the body, right down in the root. And the 21 is about you letting go of any need to control anything, because we can't. And it's about responding with our intelligence that we've gained through our life and letting go of any tension that we have around trying to control anything, because we can't. Mm. Well, I have noticed that I've uh, entered into a state of grace because no one could ask me to do anything and I couldn't be responsible for anything. And I'm just trying to stay there. Mm. Great. Be in that state of yes. grace. Couldn't be better. Yeah. And one of the my my what am I here to do is, is 31. I don't know if that impacts anything. The 31 is the ability to explain things in words and language beyond what most people can do. So you are supposed to be using that gift, either in the spoken word or the written word, uh, to explain whatever it is that your journey is to help people understand the bigger picture. All right. Well, I'll continue to try and do that as I move into more music mm-hmm. healing and try and dispense with words and thinking and everything else and go straight to the soul. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank Excellent. you, Sarah. So much love to you. Come back and join us here. Thank and, you so uh, much. And I'm so happy that I can walk again. <laughs> I am too, Sora. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And thank you, Peter. Um, I'm going to go to another caller. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to area code 415. Uh, you're live with us. Hi. 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 Carrie, so yes. glad you're back. Um, and thank Peter, you. so wonderful that uh, you're the first one. This is great. Um, Peter and Carrie, this is Vivica. And um, Peter, I've had a couple of sessions with you so far, and it's been wonderful. Um, My question is, uh, still going through, pretty much I feel like my baseline has raised up. Uh, Life path work has been, and I understand it kind of put on hold again uh, because of changes in the universe or cosmos, you know, not yet, or things change. And um, just like one, another thing from the past coming up to be healing is actually a lawsuit um, to the California Labor Board in my favor. It's small, but it's significant, and it's important, and I just want it, and it was three or four years ago. But I misplaced some information that would be helpful. Uh, this This isn't all in my favor. Um, but at the same time, I just, it's like things from the past coming up that's really extremely upsetting me. And, uh, that may or may not be terribly important. It may be. So any information on what I'm doing and what I'm not acknowledging at this time. And I don't. Thank you, Carrie, for calling on me. You're such a blessing to have back. And, and I'm so sorry on your loss. Thank you. So uh, right right now we are in this uh, period where many of the outer planets are in retrograde motion and Mercury just turned forward uh, last weekend. So so all of the stuff coming up from the past is coming up because there's still something that needs to be cleared from the past. So whatever is showing up uh, is either a celebration of something that took place back then so sometimes people show up from a long distant past situation and it's just it's just an acknowledgement that's all is required. 
but on other occasions it's to let us know there's still something that needs to be cleared um, from the past and uh, obviously I don't know specifically what that is but for you it's whatever has shown up is to show you there's still something that needs to be cleared out from that situation that, that is showing up. So then you can use your profile uh, to feel into what it is that is coming up that needs to be still cleared and that's in that total acceptance and forgiveness place yet again. Mm-hmm. What area is that for the total? Yeah, I understand that. Would it be helpful if I said any of my uh, the gene, gene keys? Would it be justice and the IQ? Wisdom? Yes, yes. Just, justice okay. in the IQ. What line is it's it? 60.3. Okay. So the line three mind is the mind that has the ability to understand and synthesize information together. But the 60th gene key, I'm really glad this has come up. The 60th gene key is really, really important right now, and I'll explain why. It's, I'm going to go into a little bit of astrology. So uh, Pluto is right at the end of Capricorn, beginning of Aquarius, and it's doing this really incredibly weird and wonderful dance where it's crossing into Aquarius, going back into Capricorn, crossing into Aquarius, going back into Capricorn, and it won't clear Capricorn until November 2024. So what this is about is the transformation of the old patriarchal systems that keep us trapped in limitation and restriction. And so whatever you're looking into suggests that there's still some residual energy that's creating some restriction and limitation, and justice is the city, and justice will be served, but it's going to take potentially another... 15 months from now until November 2024 on a global scale for all of this to be cleared out. So your particular situation is a microcosm of the macrocosm, which is where you are wanting to make sure you've cleared out any residual energies connected to that patriarchal structure. Wow. So that has to do with either letting this thing go to court, which could take a year, or finally having a settlement. And yeah. um, and it, there's another lawsuit that I had to do years ago, which was a big business thing, and I settled it out of court. I created a business, but anyway, all in my favor. And that was another, I mean, that was one of the big things right. in my life, too, like a couple of stabs in the back. So this is part of that whole Mm-hmm. Number five that we go through. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then um, what I do is, is again maybe read justice again and try to meditate on that. Or um, is there a possibility of getting it to settle in a good way earlier, or just to allow? I mean, just you just got to allow it to unfold naturally. But what you're wanting to do is to hold to that highest frequency of justice. Think about cosmic justice, justice coming in on a wave that justice will be served. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, my dear, for being here. Oh, I'll be signing up for another session. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Of course. All right, Peter, thank you for that. 
as well. Um, you know, there were a lot of questions in here, and I'm going to read one that kind of sums up what some people have been feeling. And you've kind of touched on this, but Peggy Ray uh, from Liberty Lake. Um, hi, Peggy Ray. Missed you. Uh, she said, hi, Carrie. So thrilled to be back with you. I would love to know if others are feeling out of sorts paralyzed even and if peter can give us any additional insight or encouragement on this much love to you both yeah there's, there's absolutely there is so much going on as in the realms the seen and the unseen uh, that it is leading to this sense of overwhelm and paralysis of analysis and this exhaustion that many of the light workers have been on this journey for a long time. I think, when is this going to end? When are we actually going to step into this higher frequency? And we're almost there. So we don't want to quit before the miracle happens. So we do need this determination to follow this through. It's actually the ninth jinky that you're describing here, which is the, an over-focus on the details. So we want to keep our head up high on the bigger vision so we can see how this is going to play out by holding to that highest vision that we can for our own truth. And be really kind and gentle with yourself and with all of us because we've gone through a lot in this last little while and we're also going through this inner energetic transformation which leads to a physical transformation. So we need to be really kind and gentle and compassionate with ourselves, allowing ourselves to rest and trusting that this is all playing out in a beautiful way. But it can be challenging at times. And this is where we've got to really hold to that inner knowing of the truth of who we really are. Absolutely. Um, Peggy Ray, thank you. And um, I think that's a good way to wrap up, Peter. I, there are so many more questions, but I encourage those of you who really want to, you know, a deeper dive into some of these more personal things to um, take the opportunity to work with Peter and, uh, you know, get a lot of your, your questions, your personal questions answered. And um, Peter, so as we start to wrap up, once again, all of you, I uh, love you all so much. Your messages, um, I mean, I just teary, like, reading them. I'm so grateful for you all. But, uh, Peter, let's um, – I want to end with some empowering – an empowering message for everyone. You know, no matter what's going on out there in the world, and like I told you, Peter, I've been, you know, in <laughs> – in my little sanctuary world, I don't really know. I know that I've created, um, you know, some very pure um, energy in my own. But I want to give people the opportunity to feel greater peace and harmony despite what they may be experiencing. So what can you share um, that would be a good takeaway for them as we, as we close the show? Well, as I said in the preparing for the times ahead, we've already done it during the show. So the key thing for people to understand is we are getting tremendous support from the cosmos and Mother Earth herself. So really opening ourselves up to receiving these higher frequency energies coming in, to not misunderstand them, that they are coming in to help us raise our frequency and vibration into this frequency of love and peace and harmony. So just to open our hearts to be available to receive these energies and play and have fun with the energies and with nature. Be out with Mother Earth. 
and we're, we're moving into fall for most of us now. So it's about going within more and more and allowing ourselves to settle within ourselves and feel really at peace within ourselves. That, that's the bottom line here, is to be at peace with ourselves as we go through this uh, last few days of the uh, sixth jinky of peace and mm-hmm. holding that peace for the future. Yeah, creating your own personal portal of peace and you know, coming together in, in these communities like this is, is so important. And so I hope that all of you will come back and, you know, join us here, um, as often as you can so that together we can have, um, you know, a greater sense of peace and harmony no matter what's occurring. Um, Peter, I'm so grateful you were here <laughs> for my first day back. Um, what well, so, so, so am I, Carrie. It's been a wonderful time spent with you. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, a big, beautiful butterfly just flew by again. <gasps> Yay! Good signs, good signs. Okay, everybody, we've reached the end of our time together with Peter. Uh, thank you for your readiness, love, presence today. Um, there is a message that's been coming through lately about fun and freedom frequencies. So I encourage you to let the fun and freedom frequencies fuel a flow of limitless love, boundless blessings, um, pristine prosperity, glorious grace, and magnificent miracles in your life today and every day as we move forward. As always, I'm sending waves and waves of love, light, and appreciation from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light tomorrow. I hope you'll join us. Bye, everybody.